A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Shayna Baszler's gonna get beaten by a puppet, isn't she? That's what's gonna happen on Raw in the women's division, just when you think it couldn't get any worse in WWE. I'm Mr. No, I'm not. I keep doing that. I'm Ollie. I'm good old-fashioned Ollie, and I am joined, because Luke is off, but this is also just lovely in general, by Fightful's Sean Rossap. The, the clown of the century is here with the man with new butt cheeks, new attitude, Ollie Davis. I, yeah, I, yeah. You seem sprightly. You seem so happy with these new butt cheek implants I keep talking about on Quizlemania. It's literally giving me a bit of bounce here. Yeah. So what they can actually do is because they can take hair from any part of your body <laughs> and put it on your head. That was an option. I've got a hairy bum. It could have just oh, gone straight wow. onto my scalp. Did you ever um, see? But, did you ever watch Ren and Stimpy as a child? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when? I, I think it was. I think Ren got butt cheek implants. He. I, I think just he, remember like the extreme close-ups of things, and it would be like a few stray hairs, yes, a little bit yes. of fluff. So uh, they, were, they were so good at attention to detail. But here, here we are. Here we are in a non-Quizlemania, non-watch-along format. Here we are. It's a collab. This yeah, is what the is. tubers it's, do. Yeah. This is what they now. do. I did that this weekend. I, I uh, saw Denise's big ass head. I saw Izzy. I saw some other people. You guys weren't there. You're, you're stuck overseas. That's sad. I'm genuinely thinking about All Out. You should. You should. Xenia mm. came over from Russia. I Yeah. Like, I, I, I got hit up like maybe a day before, and she's like, hey, I, I just decided to go. And I was like, you can do that? It's Russia. Like, you, you can just make a, like a last minute decision and all the like the flights are available <laughs> is, is there a star cast this year no. surely they can just book us all for a, a live quizzlemania or something they said no um they said it's due to covid stuff but aew had planned a fan fest for last may they were going to do a bigger fan fest i don't mm. want to say bigger than Starcast. that thing was enormous but they had their own fan fest planned for last year we reported about it on fightfulselect.com 
And then COVID came along and they did a scaled down version this past weekend, which was fun. Oh, where all the wrestlers were pretending to be their own action figures behind oh. the glass. So, yeah, they, they had a setup where you could actually pose inside of like a wrestling figure package, which was cool. But then they had the meet and greet lines with the, the plexiglass and all, all that gimmick. And you, you walk up to the plexiglass and you turn around and you leave a thumbs up and all that stuff and get your picture taken. It was, it was scaled back, but it was fun. Just do the, the, face, the face smush on the plexiglass. Do the old Jim Carrey from Cable oh, yeah. Guy. There you go. So before we get into Raw and how awful it is, oh. how about we talk about you specifically are a kind of in the news. You're usually the man who breaks news, but then you have become what you break. Oh, yes, yes. Because Eve Marie's current pinned tweet on her Twitter profile is for the clown emojis who said, I'm not coming back to wrestle. And then she used a uh, an embed of the video package that ran for her last night on Raw, where she seemed to be doing a lot of training. Yeah, well, they, they filmed that quite a while back, I just want to say. Filmed that quite a while back. But uh, everybody trained at the PC. Like, the managers trained. The managers are taking back bumps. But WDB sources were telling me, as of two weeks ago, we've got other plans for her. The plan is uh, to use her more to get somebody else over. Maybe that involves some wrestling, but at least the, the people I talked to on Raw were like, that's not the plan, but mm. plans change, pal. Plans change, pal. So at Maid of Ivory, who is one of her followers, uh, said, you tell them, Queen, prove all them haters wrong. I'm not a hater. Are you a hater? You're not a hater. I, we follow each, me and even Marie follow each other on the Twitter. I'm not a hater. Well, how would I be a hater? I'm not a hater. I can't find any. I'm not a hater. <laughs> We're just tired, grumpy boys. That's what we are. Of course, Sean has already reviewed Raw with Denise. I am a hater. <laughs> Therefore, I am a hater. <laughs> Last night on Fightful's YouTube channel, do go and subscribe to them. Uh, so we've, I've, I've already heard all your thoughts on this, but you were, you were a grumpy boy I because worked. you were tired. You'd done Double or Nothing live, you got back, you watched Raw, and then you had to talk about it. Very tired. So I'm assuming, having slept, you love this Shayna Baszler stuff. Yeah. So the, the, the wrestling gods, they're like, you know what? You're going to have three really good days in Jacksonville with amazing weather. Then you're going to land in Kentucky. You're going to be like, do I have a hoodie around here? It's only like 65. And then I'm going to review Raw twice. That's what I'm going to do. Um, this was... Uh, b -b bad uh, this was so bad i have a real I i'm really convinced that whoever it is that's setting up so much of this creative has no idea what got these people over to the point to where they were called up to begin with not rhea ripley not Shayna baszler because this ain't it now i know you can't just do the same thing you did in nxt but this is so bad. She, Shayna Baszler's character. Keep in mind, I'm not talking about the person. No clown emojis, please. They had Shayna Baszler's character walk up to a doll and Alexa Bliss and say, you're a problem, and you see what I do with my problems. And I was like, you got rolled up and pinned by your problem <laughs> 12 minutes ago. What are you talking about? Like, that is that is the opposite of dealing with your problems. I don't know why she didn't just beat up Reginald so bad that he couldn't go to the, the playhouse gimmick instead. Like, it was so stupid. 
So a lot of people very wisely don't watch Raw and they rely on these recaps. So just just so everybody knows what happened, we got the big Shayna Baszler versus Reginald match yeah. that they set up in the main event cliffhanger at the end of last week's show. Uh, Reginald got a lot of offense in. He, he got a lot of offense. And he's a, lot a very of talented guy. Like He's really yeah. super talented. But like we need him winning a match on Friday Night SmackDown in the lead-up to WrestleMania. We need him beating Shayna Baszler. Uh, we need Tamina. Tamina, who's getting a push to not be able to pin Reginald, like that needs to happen too. Like Reginald is un like unbeaten in his last three matches. He has not been pinned. The only person to beat him, honest to God, is Sasha Banks. That's sad. Who do you think they're building him up for? Who's the champ right now? Rhea Ripley. There you go. Rhea Ripley, I think. Winning streak, but winning streak. Rhea and Charlotte can both beat him in under two minutes. Or maybe not. Listen, there will be somebody on Twitter. If they give him a women's title match, they'll be like, well, he hasn't been beaten in, your, in his last three matches. I thought you wanted people on winning streaks. Uh, they try something different and you just you just crap all over it. Just consistency. I think that's what people want from the criticism. They want consistent criticism. Yeah. I just want things to make sense a little bit. Not mm. like before somebody jumps in and goes, there's an Irish wit in professional wrestling. That's not what I mean, okay? That's not what I mean. I mean, I just want some things to make sense. I want to look at this and go, hey, wait a second. Didn't Charlotte get beat by the person that she just beat last week? Why doesn't that other person get a title shot? They were both in the same world title match. This is dumb. So I, I think what does make sense is Pyro is distracting. So if what happened in this match is the Pyro goes off on the ring post and that distracted Shayna Baszler, understandably, and she gets rolled up by Reginald. And that's how Reginald got the win. Then later on, Reginald is in the playground, Alexa Bliss's playground segment. He literally wants to know... What's it like to be a Cirque du Soleil performer? You know, the gymnastic moves. And Shayna Baszler comes in, beats the crap out of him. And yes, as Sean already said, says, I want to face you next week, Bliss. I don't know if that means they're going to have a match or just like a their own playground segment in the ring. Oh, I probably assume it's that. And then she bent down to the puppet, addressed the puppet to say, you're, you're not real, you're stupid. These are two really good entertainers that are given really, really bad things to do. Reginald and, and Shayna. Oh, oh, no, not Reginald. I mean, Reginald. Yeah, Reginald's a pretty good entertainer. I think he's an entertaining guy. Um, I I like the way he's able to avoid offense. It's it's. I'm always like, wow, I can't believe that, that I just saw that. Um, poor Alexa Bliss. Like she does the best with mm -hmm. everything she's given. She. She she gives it the the old try, and at least the delivery will be exactly what WWE wants. She can do exactly what WWE wants her to do. And Shayna Baszler is so good in the ring that when I see her doing this other stuff, I'm like, you know, she'll also do what WWE wants, but what WWE wants isn't what literally anybody wants unless they have a fiend avatar on their Twitter. There was that story last year when Shayna was wrestling in the in the sort of performance center era mm -hmm. and her and Natalia had a match that was too good <laughs> and Vince made them go out and redo it so it wasn't as good. And then oh, she there's... was like, she said in interviews, like, oh, and then I understood what I was here to do. Like she's some form of 
captive victim who's finally started drinking the Kool-Aid of the company. One of my favorite stories from that era was, I think it was Baron Corbin and Otis having to film a side slam like six straight times. And like, I think it was Otis delivering the move. And it's like, man, <laughs> I, I from from what I had heard in my interview with FTR, it's like, man, you don't, you don't want to be taken like six in a row from Otis. Like he's, he's a, he's a stout boy, as they say, six in a row. But <laughs> I, I know that they're happy. So, so many of the wrestlers are happy. The live era is back at least that way they mm-hmm. don't have to do that because it got to the point to where they micromanage stuff so much when they were able to, and it still wasn't good. The, so where do you think this goes from here? Because <laughs> there is a, Ollie, where do I think it goes? They don't know where it goes. What are you talking do you not about? Think- do you not think there is a no. that there's like a worst case scenario here where it is Bliss oh. and Lily winning the women's tag titles? I don't think WWE knows that. They didn't know the finish of Randy Orton versus mm. the Fiend the the week before WrestleMania, and they started the feud six months before. There's no way they know what they're doing right now. There's not a Do- not a chance. Do you not think, though, because they obviously really like Bliss? They they're very much into the her yeah. fiend version. Yeah. Do you? Oh God! Oh God! See, when I review old stuff that's terrible, I'm like, I can enjoy it a lot more because it's mm. like I don't have to deal with the crap that happens the next week on WCW 2000. When you put this into my brain, I'm like, oh my God! I'm going to be reviewing Alexa Bliss and Lily with the tag team titles. And then there's going to be Nikki Cross, her former partner, just walking around like, yeah, lasted two minutes in the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we I had. definitely I definitely think that's a real possibility. And like they'll probably win it clean as a sheet from Tamina and Natty. Oh, boy. Good old transitional rain. They deserve it. The We had a uh, – we used to have a thing called Crap Gimmick Wrestling back in the day where people would submit on purposely very bad gimmicks. And one of them was a, a ventriloquist and their puppet, and they were a tag team. And you would have the ventriloquist go in. He'd work to the hot tag to the puppet. So as soon as he puts the puppet on the hand, that's when he runs wild. I love I, it. Yeah, I think that's that, pretty good. And you just shoot everything from the wrist upwards. I, I think it works better like as an indie thing as the puppets like sitting there on the ring post. It makes the tag. And then the person <laughs> no-sells all the offense that happened before. And it's like Cobra, Cobra, Cobra yeah. strike <laughs> over and over again. Like that That's the way to do it. And then when he tries to pin the person, the ref's like, no, 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 no. The puppet's got to do it. So he just drapes his hand over... It's that that's a good indie gimmick right there. Hooks a leg, yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, let's see what you guys think. Get your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Uh, hyper uh, chats? I thought they were ultra chats and mega chats. and They're omega chats on AEW. Oh, and then I forget which one I say the rest of the time. So they do they do flip. See, when I, go to hyper, labs, when I go to Streamlabs, I'm going to have to think of like something completely different. I'm going to have to do like dong chats or something like... Because you, you've got works. you've got the jump on like every single term now, like super omega, uh, mighty chats. Like I, I yeah. don't have anything. I've got too many channels, Sean. I need a different saying for every yeah. channel. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. So then Trin says, with the history of being controlled by Lily, I think Basil will have a feud with Charlotte next, who is being <laughs> controlled by Lily. Oh no! Wait, Charlotte is going to be controlled by Lily. So I've got a theory that Charlotte is being sort of voodoo manipulated by Lily. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It writes I... itself. Ket oh, says it's... Shayna Baszler has officially been asked. You hate to see it. I feel like that happened a long time ago. Yeah, okay. So here's how I feel about that. Like, Asuka's booking, like, when she gets something, objectively stupid. But also... <laughs> You have to remember, she has won Money in the Bank. She has won uh, the Raw Women's title twice, the SmackDown's Women's title one time, a two-time tag champion. She won the Rumble. Like, Shayna has not been getting those peaks in on, on Raw, even. I mean, now, when Asuka wins that stuff, she's getting distracted by James Ellsworth and being handed a title belt by Becky. Like, here you go, pal. Um there's there's a lot of weird things that happen. I mean, they couldn't have predicted the Becky thing. They did the best they could. But I don't know that Shayna will get to reach those those heights. And she should. I, th- I think she could be mm. something that WWE could really, really use. 
it's i think when a, when the company doesn't see anything in you initially it is so so rare for them to suddenly then see it while uh, vince is vince is the guy making the decisions there's so many people that you have to show something to as well you got to show something mm. to the nxt higher ups then you got to hope that both Bruce and Vince see it in you. At least Vince. It, it, Vince has to be one of them. But you also have to hope that Bruce is one of them. So you got to get on the good side of Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, whoever's writing. I, I think they got a, a fellow named Russo, not Vince. Uh, Johnny Russo writing oh. in NXT. They've got Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon. So you got to look right to like five people to get a sustained push from the time you come into NXT through Raw or SmackDown. And that is not easy to do. It's so inconsistent week to week. And I, you know, I used to listen to like Meltzer and he would say, well, they just lost interest. And I remember like thinking, there's no way, there's no way. Mm. And now when I talk to all these people, they're like, they lost interest. And I was like, that's how it really works. And it's, it's really sad. That's how I feel watching Raw, certainly three hours in. Uh, Dean Breton. Looking forward to Ed the Duck versus Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley versus Bungle from Rainbow. Ooh. I don't want to see Ultimate Puppet Fighter 2, etc. What a load of other crap. Born to be Wild. Is Raw a comedy show now? I mean, I'm sure they want us to laugh about Miz and Morrison, Nikki, Charlotte and uh, Rhea, RK Bro, who are great. US title stuff, Reginald and Shayna versus Adol is just ridiculous. And as Pete would say, hate that. And finally, for now, Kit says, seeing Shayna Baszler destroy everyone at Elimination Chamber was awesome. Remember that? Yes. That feels like an eternity ago. That was last February. Yes. Yeah, we got we to chat about that. And I was like, I don't even remember it. Like, I'm good at Quizzlemania because I remember mm. all these cards from top to bottom. I don't remember that last year. <laughs> do you remember the, the, ne the neck bite? Yes, I do. So yeah, there were people super chatting on our raw review last night and they're like, Oh, like last year she was biting Becky's neck. And now look at her. I said, that was not good either. Like, don't <laughs> don't the fact that we're fondly remembering it the neck better. bite. Yes. <laughs> the fact that we're fondly remembering the neck bite shows you how far we've fallen. <laughs> uh, and finally now Kit. Oh yeah. They've said that already. Uh, elimination Chamber. How WWE managed to get this point with Shayna, I have no idea how it's possible. Well, they just lose interest, as Sean said. Well, speaking of losing interest, shall we talk about the rest of this episode? No. We we could Swing we could up. sit here and stare Have at each other. And if we sat here in utter silence, I think it would encourage more chats. Because people will be like, when are they gonna do it? Who's gonna break? Who is gonna break? Well, I'll tell you what, we're more likely to break talking about raw than we are sitting in silence staring at one another. But you know do what? Do you, want a, do you want a staring contest? Right, and everyone can here. see, everyone can tell us if this is better or not than Raw. Okay, you ready? I got laser eyes, dude. I'm ready. I've got laser eyes. When did you, you get you laser got, eyes? Like two or three months ago. You got laser butt cheeks too, though. I am. I've actually had quite a lot of cosmetic surgery. You're bionic. Didn't realize that. They're just all, just all piled up. Don't start yet. What? You don't. Okay. 
Rich is doing a poll. Everyone hit the thumbs up button and subscribe because three, two, one. Oh, no, I'm already rid. I didn't. That wasn't a good start. I've got three lighting rigs on my face right now. Do you know this is... Oh. What happened? Can we go again? That just had... That was... I started to talk and I got distracted. Oh, I mean, I did too. Three. I did too. Okay, yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, wow. It's like I immediately want to... You just talked them. again. God, I just went everything in your channel. See, look at that. Wait, wait, wait. Are we doing not talking? I thought so. I thought we were sta- sitting in silence. Okay, okay. I mean, all, we, all right, we, right, we, right. Okay, here we go. One, this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> the, the others were warm-ups. Here we go. <clears throat> Sorry, allergy-induced asthma. Izzy thought I was dying at double or nothing. Here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one, stare. Oh, goddamn damn right I did! Uh... I'm so excited for the podcast listeners to leave you five star reviews for this. It's great content. It's it's amazing content. It's literally better than raw. I feel like I might have blinked like two seconds in. You know what? That's how it always happens. I put these clear. uh, Mm -hmm. Wait, I don't want don't want to promote them, but put these eye drops in, and I open up my eyes, and it's like flooding sound. Like oh no, oh, you know. How long did you get LASIK? I got mine when I was about 23. So, Jesus, that's 10 years ago. Was Did they still do the blade then, or they they switched Oh, my the God. No, did I they? had. Well, you could you could pay more for the, the laser. But I was a very penniless early 20-year-old. So it was, yeah, it was the blade. Did, you, did they just, like, make an incision with the laser then? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's horrifying to even think about a blade oh, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. eye, though. Oh, so no. what happened is, you know, you're lying there and they put the anesthetic eye drops in. So your eyes are numb, yes. which is a weird sensation. And they the guy, the, the surgeon goes to me. So you're just going to hear a little mosquito. And it was this oh, like buzzsaw, this very, very fine buzzsaw that makes a tiny slit on your pupil and they they flap that open like a flap and that's when they hit you with the laser and then they close it up it's done. So it's, it's all over in 5 flap. minutes oh. yeah 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 i mean the, the the laser one was over very quickly too but man i'm still using the eye drops i never used eye drops before mm. lasik and I, now 3 months later i'm still using them it'll go i'm pretty sure it felt like <sighs> i felt like there was some gristle in my eyes for Three to six months. Yeah. The one thing that doesn't come back fully is sort of night vision. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. And the, the interesting thing things. is, I keep one of these filled with bleach for when Raw's on, and I can just... <laughs> there you go. I actually forgot that's what we were supposed to be talking about. Supposed to be. Happily have a nicer chat. Come on. Come on. So 95% of people voted to say that staring contest was better than Raw. Uh, well, it was a lot shorter. The good thing is, this is a raw review show. We can just rematch that eight times, and it will be exactly <laughs> like raw, which I think we did. We did like four <laughs> matches right there. We did three. Yeah, we did three back to back. That's not well, enough for a raw feud. They kind of ended Shelton, in DQs. Yeah, Cedric and Shelton already have had three matches. Unreal. So, what do you think of Jimmy Smith? 
He is the raw commentator. No explanation of where Verk has gone. What do you think, like, people who just generally watch WWE programming and don't really engage online? They're just like, oh, so there's a new guy now? Do they think it's the same guy? I like Jimmy Smith a lot, but, you know, I've covered a lot of MMA, and I remember him from Bellator and UFC and a lot of stuff like that. He was good then. I was surprised Mm -hmm. Bellator let him go, surprised UFC let him go. And here he is. And for a guy who has openly admitted that he did not watch wrestling as of a couple years ago, I thought he was pretty good. He didn't step out of his depth, but he didn't do the, oh, what a maneuver. Oh, wow. Whoa, look at that. But the thing is, almost everybody doesn't have Vince in their ear the first night. It's how they are after oh, that. Really? Like Pat McAfee. Uh, Adnan and Virk, they didn't have Vince in their ear the first night. Obviously, Adnan and Virk was amazing the first week. Uh, I would We're going to need they, a bigger boat. Yeah. I, I would say that Adnan and Virk got progressively worse as he went on because <laughs> somebody started to tell him, oh, call moves as, oh, ah, wow. But Jimmy well, that, isn't I, that WWE's motto? Make everything progressively worse. Yeah, it seems so, but... Jimmy Smith um, knows some of the moves. He stayed in his depth. I liked the stuff he was talking about Reginald when Reginald came out and he was talking Mm -hmm. about Byron having a dance contest with him backstage. I thought that was good stuff. I thought that he was, by WWE standards, outstanding. What more can you ask for? It was was definitely different and it was definitely far more listenable than normal. Yes. But yeah, I just... I don't know why don't just bring Tom Phillips in or someone like that. It was a weird dynamic because oh, well, it was well, kind they, of like fired him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, 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 that's one. That's one thing. big block. Yes, for him getting the lead play by play job that he doesn't work there anymore. But the yeah, it was it was a weird dynamic. I just was Corey the lead commentator. He definitely seemed to step in a lot more. It seemed like it, and they had leaned more into that with Adnan and Vert because they realized mm. after they 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 realized after week one, but they knew after week two it wasn't going to get better. Mm. And um, I mean, I had people telling me by week three he's not going to be around in a couple months. He won't be around by the time we get back on the road. I was like, man. But Graves had sort of taken the lead there already, so I feel like it's it's more of a transition. And the, instead of having Jimmy Smith jump into the deep end, they're going to ease him into it because he is supposed to be the play-by-play guy. Well, you know what they say about the deep end. You are going to need a bigger boat. Oh, so Ms. TV started things off. He's back after two, three weeks of both an actual injury and being eaten by zombies. Uh, They didn't really reference the zombie stuff, but Morrison, John Morrison, was wearing a string of garlic around his neck, which is, which I guess was comedy, which I I got a kick out of. I thought that was kind of funny for Morrison's character. I like him. But having now seen Army of the Dead, I watched it yesterday, freaking loved it. It's it's, it's awful. (laughs) Dave is visibly bored in a lot of scenes. And there's one bit where his daughter gives this whole heartfelt speech of like, ah, I I forgive you for murdering so-and-so spoiler back in the day. I, I, you know, I want us to work this out. And Dave just goes, so I want to open this food truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I love grilled cheese sandwiches, tofu, maybe. They added uh, Tig Nataro in there post production because they got rid of one. They got rid of Chris D'Elia, the the helicopter. Did you know that? 
No. So the, the woman flying the helicopter, she hasn't met like any of the cast. She's not met Dave Batista. They replaced She's Chris. It. Yeah. But she replaced Chris D'Elia, who had already filmed his Whoa. scenes and he got accused of some <laughs> stuff. So like you could definitely tell that she was not there. Like a lot of this is green screen. So that was very oh. funny. Like she just hovers into the shot sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, come on. They did the best they could, but I, I thought it was a zombie heist movie. Okay. I'll watch it. I thought it was solid. It was, it was a fun watch. I'll say that. It was uh, I, I didn't find it a fun watch at all. I found it. It was quite <laughs> painful, but me and my lady partner, we were like, who's going to die next. And that was a fun game. It's it's bad. I I got a kick out of it. It was in a bad way. The um, game does not end in that movie. Jeez. Yeah. You know what? I haven't finished it. I've got really? half an hour left. I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. buddy, you still got plenty to. <laughs> you still got plenty. Let me tell you. Uh, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. This is all just a way to set up Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair to set up another Beat the Clock challenge against Nikki Cross. And Nikki won because she ran away from Charlotte. So now what you've got is you've got Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley are building towards their match for the women's title by both losing, and Nikki Cross is going to be the next person to face the winner of that, which she has won by being a fool, being made to look like a fool. Mm -hmm. And Nikki, one of the greatest tag team champions they've had is like, Oh my gosh, I made it two minutes. I made it two minutes. <gasps> Do you think she gets a title shot off of this? Wasn't that the deal? I, I No, I don't think it was. I think it was just her saying, I could beat either one of you. Yeah. And I, I just don't think that'll happen. I hope it happens. But this is so demoralizing and sad and... I said this last night, but Nikki Cross is already in good shape and she got herself in even better shape. And she's coming back. She got herself in better shape to have two-minute matches. And two-minute matches where she pretends that she is excited about it. And we know that woman is not excited about lasting two minutes. If you remember, and I know WWE doesn't, when she got called up, she wasn't on TV for like three or four months. And Alexa Bliss just walked up and started talking to her. And Nikki was like, you notice that I'm here? Like, nobody even knows I'm here. And that was the story, was that Alexa Bliss got her on TV. I would love to see them play into that. I would love mm. to see Nikki Cross reference that. Like, I can't get on TV without her. And then when I do, it's in two-minute matches. They won't let me wrestle more than two-minute matches. Um, And I, I, I have no desire right now to see Charlotte and Rhea Ripley do this because... What did not get Rhea Ripley over in NXT is coming out and being like, hee, 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 hee. And that's what she does all the time. All the time. Charlotte's going to be Charlotte, and that works just fine. But I don't understand the fascination with driving every single match into the dirt so many times to the point to where we never want to see it again or don't want to see it for years. Thankfully, we then got RK, bro, which is... I think objectively very good. I so like Damien Priest is backstage teaching Matt Riddle Spanish, which 
you know, it's it's a bit frustrating to see Damien in this position after yes. the highs of the Miz feud. Um, but then Randy Orton pops out of nowhere. That was actually a really nice bit. So Riddle's asking him, what's Spanish for this? What's Spanish for bro? And he says, hey, what's Spanish for hey, Randy? And Damien Priest goes, hey, Randy. <laughs> because because Randy was right there. I thought that was a good bit. Uh, but then they Randy did the sort of odd couple bit. He, he mined locking Riddle's mouth shut and threw the key away and Riddle looked for the key. Very cute. Like I'm surprised, given how annoying Riddle's character was earlier this year, I'm yeah. amazed how well it works when put up against the sort of salty antithesis with Randy. Uh, and this just followed into a pretty decent but short match against Xavier Woods where, key point, Randy won not with the RKO. But Matt Riddle's finisher, the bro Derek. It was a sad looking win too. Like you hear, <laughs> you hear all those create a pro wrestler in a lab, and it'd be Randy Orton comments. Not if that's his finish. That was a rough one. Which I mean, not a lot of people do that move. It, it's 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 a it's a different kind of landing, so to speak. But if you ever watched Home Alone movie, yeah. Home Alone. So Riddle's yeah. character was like that kid that was by the van at the beginning of the mm -hmm. movie. That's like, bring me back something French. He would just ask questions over and over again. And it's, it's cool to see Orton being like, no, I'm not upset that you use my finish. And we're seeing Randy Orton. We're seeing the lighter side of Randy Orton and we're seeing Orton rub off on Riddle a little bit. And they're kind of meeting in the middle, so to speak. I think that this match should have been a little bit more with Woods because mm -hmm. uh, Woods had that that it was a breakout performance 13 years after he'd been on TV. Like yeah. everybody knew he was good, but that was unreal. That had me thinking like, OK, yeah, whatever Nakamura and Baron Corbin are doing with that crown on SmackDown, just send it over to Raw and let let Xavier mm -hmm. Woods be happy and do what he wants with it. But him using the bro Derek was a cool touch, even if it didn't look great. It was a great touch. And this is one of my favorite things on the show every single week. And also just at the end, because you're like, oh, he used Matt's finisher. Are they properly together now? No, they just get, they're just teasing that out a little bit more because Riddle does his pose. And Randy is just about to do his sort of, you know, legend killer pose, but he thinks better of it and walks away. So very well paced story. Uh, after that, we got the Shayna Baszler-Reginald match that we've already spoken about. Then we got Mason T-Bar uh, having a match against Lucha House Party, who, you know, they won. Uh, the whole gimmick was, I suppose, they're much taller than Lucha House Party. <laughs> but exactly how much taller, Sean? I, did, did they say? Jim, Jimmy Smith said that both Mason T-Bar are six foot seven. That's the forbidden height. It, what do you mean the forbidden height? Am, am I new to this ga this gag? Isn't what is that it? a thing? No one's six foot seven in WWE apart from uh, like Hogan uh, back in the right. day. You're right. So there was that promo two years ago that Roman Reigns cut where he said, I can't remember who, maybe it was Baron Corbin. He was saying Baron Corbin's really big. He's got to be like six, 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 eight or something. Uh, and and they never, never use six foot seven. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. They're, that that's, that's a part of their gimmick. They came into WWE and they just smashed all the rules. They threw, <laughs> they threw two cinder blocks through the same window, even though the window was already broken. So, I mean, like they're, they're, they're breaking more, not glass ceilings, glass windows, so to speak. 
they are reaching the brass ring, which just so happens <laughs> to be six foot seven inches above the ring that nobody else could grab. People think retribution accomplished nothing. Yeah. I say to them, what they brought six foot seven back. What do we call this team now? Because when I write it in my mm. results, I just write not retribution. That's a pretty good name. Uh Metribution used to be our one, but that was for the retribution. Biker Mice from Farts was another one we Ooh. enjoyed. But yeah, Mason T Bar, they haven't got the masks anymore. They I, just come off as so silly. I'm I'm glad that they're doing squash matches for these two, but we didn't forget the last year. Like that happened mm. and it sucked really, really bad. And the reason the team broke up is because it sucked really bad and everybody lost all the time. Now, what we're probably going to see is about four more of these matches with Lucha House Party where Lucha House Party probably get DQ'd or vice versa. And then the Lucha House Party are going to win one of these matches and then they're going to completely forget that this ever happened. <laughs> You're forgetting about the singles ones. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, you okay, can so spin we're those off. Eight or nine for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of multiple matches, I could do that segue for pretty much any segment. Sheamus took on both Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo in back-to-back -back matches. Uh, he believes neither of them are worthy of being the US champion. I'd agree because he's beaten them both easily already on on tw twice, two occasions each. Accord uh, not even with his finisher. I thought it was a double countout or something, but Cage Match says it was referee's decision when Humberto messed up his leg. So yeah, yeah, it was. Sorry, so um, sorry to cut you off. Please, please remind me what happened here. So Carrillo, distraction roll up, uh, caused the distraction roll up for Ricochet, and Ricochet caused the distraction roll up for Carrillo to win. So they have it, the babyface case they put forward is that no, we still we still can't beat Sheamus. So yes, um, I you say you watched my show last night, so you saw how I respond to booking of Sheamus. It's been the same for years mm -hmm. as a heel. He bullies somebody, then they punch him in the face, and he shakes his face and goes, I'm mad now. <laughs> and you get that shot of Sheamus leaning over the ropes like... I'm really mad at you, but I'm not going to run up that ramp and beat your ass over it. I'm not that mad. <laughs> and then he has the match. This was the sixth match in 21 days that Sheamus has had with these two guys. He beat them both twice. Then they can't beat him without a distraction roll up and helping each other. They're going to get title shots off of this. He hasn't even been defending the title here. If you're Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, like, wh what are you doing? Like, this not only makes the three people on screen look stupid, it makes the two authority figures look stupid as well. Who, who looked good here? This is a rare segment where it made people who weren't involved in it look bad. <laughs> it was so dumb. So Ricochet and Humberto probably should be teaming, by the way. They they looked that was the the highlight, besides some okay matches that that, that happened before this. Ricochet and, and Humberto doing that fast-paced, yeah, high-flying yeah. double team offense was great. But they went from Sheamus having the best in-ring year of his career. Wrote about it for Wrestle Talk magazine. Check it out. And then they're having him have less good matches by design and but but when 
and now they're just having it rolled up. It's the de-evolution of champions and why champions don't mean anything and why nothing matters on the show. Because if the titles don't matter and the champions don't matter, then wins and losses don't matter. And none of the matches before you get to a contendership match matters. And none of the other matches matter. It starts at the top. If the champions matter, everything else below it matters because you have something you're striving to get. However, when the champions are getting pinned back-to-back, distraction roll-ups, nothing matters. It filters down. Because if they're telling me wins and losses don't matter, why am I watching the show? Why am I not catching it on YouTube? Why am I not watching Fightful or Wrestle Talk and hearing them talk about what happened and just watching the pay-per-views? Pay-per-views are really good. You know why? Because the wins and losses matter on them because they're always for a title. This sucks. So it's safe to say Sean didn't like that segment. No, uh, not a bit. She- not a she- bit. Seamus's nose got busted open, though. That was yeah. fun. He's a tough son of a Poured bitch. Poured all over his chest. Yeah. Looked like he'd just eaten someone's head. Yeah. Uh, that would have been evolution. more interesting. I mean, look, I mean, we're fondly remembering Shayna Baszler eating somebody's head, so why not? Let's go back to the future. Let's fix this <laughs> show. Evolution got her coming soon package next. This is me putting on my clown makeup right now. Mm-hmm. Then we got Naomi and Dana Brooke. Sorry, Naomi and Lana versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Uh, Natalia and Tamina on commentary. I was set to hate this, and it was okay. So bad. I thought it was real oh, bad. Yeah? I thought the timing was off. There were a couple spots, like that Okada roll was really uh, rough. And I'm okay with sloppy fights, matches, because sometimes I, I've, I've watched MMA fights where people are swinging at each other and slip and fall down. But they also did a, a modified version of Crime Times move, the G9 off the second rope, which I like them doing, but it was off. It was off mm-hmm. by a little bit. And I was like, ah, that's a bummer. But I do like Mandy and Dana's new presentation, the matching outfits, lean into it. Why it might as well. Um, but other than that, it was like, eh, okay. I'm glad they're giving them time, but they're about to get a lot of time because they're going to face Tamina and Natalia nine times. <laughs> Hope they do a staring contest at least once. I think it was. I think I liked it just because it was a clean finish yeah. and it didn't have Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Reginald anywhere near it. Plus, when Dana Brooke went outside and bit Tamina, that was amazing. I'm just going to start pretending that happened now. She bit Tamina and ate her head. And I was like, you know what? This is just like before the pandemic. So I was all for it. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny mentioned WWE, so let's play that clip. Uh, He spoke to LeBron James, so now LeBron James is going to be at SummerSlam, right? Do you remember when WWE sent The Undertaker backstage at a Cleveland Cavs game in full gear to meet LeBron James? This is a few years ago, right? I thought there's, well, weren't there quite a few wrestling fans on that team, though? Yes. LeBron James wore an Undertaker shirt to the arena and WWE is like, well, we're going to send the Undertaker there. We're going to get it on screen. And you know what didn't happen? LeBron James didn't come say hi to him because LeBron James is not a dummy and he doesn't like being played like that for free publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Love did. Kevin Love, very good basketball player, big fella. Some other people did, not LeBron James. So you got the Undertaker rolling up full gear like, 
Dana Warrior was with him. Uh, Michelle McCool was with him, and they're just chilling in the tunnel. Oh, it was so it was so rough. I felt I felt bad for the Undertaker there because you know that he was also like, man, this is so stupid. Mm, like pimped out. Like WWE has connections with everybody. They couldn't have just set it up with LeBron's people. LeBron was. LeBron is a WWE meme. Him sitting there with a flip phone, taking a picture, mm. front row. You could you could get a hold of his people and make it work. Oh, this is bad. Uh, then we got Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander Did again. Because well, yeah, we- <laughs> when you blinked during that staring contest, you missed the whole thing. <laughs> what so happened- it was a thumb to the eye. It was a thumb what- to the eye from Cedric. 30 seconds max. What you guys didn't see because maybe maybe the stream froze up. Cedric ran into Ollie's shot, raked his eyes, and it was over. That was it. That's his new finish. That's that's the gimmick. Okay, we're going to see this again next week too. Because how do I know? We've seen it three times, and Shelton can't let this stand. Old man Shelton, he's like, no, glaucoma might take me, but your, your, <laughs> your hand raking of the eyes is not, sir. So they're going to do this again. So there's a part of me that may be foolishly optimistic because it's not like pre-pandemic, the shows were so fresh. But I feel like I'm hanging a lot of hopes on it so because it's so repetitive right now that they're just saving all their new programs, all their angles. No, stop it. Stop it. Remember? Oh, they're saving it all for the Fox debut. Oh, they're saving it after the brand split. Oh, they're saving it for after Mania. Oh, they're saving it for Ollie. Do you remember what happened in December 2018 when the McMahons came out? Yes. Okay. And th- but there's there's no authority figures now. Okay. Yeah. There's no automatic rematches. Dude, since December 2018, do you do you realize how many scapegoats they've had? They had the you are the authority thing. That was December. They called up NXT people after that. They didn't even assign them a brand. They're just like float around half of you aren't going to be on the show anyway (laughs) ec3 (laughs) nikki cross not even gonna be on the show then they're like oh we're hiring eric bischoff oh we're hiring oh god i forgot about that exactly then they're like oh we're firing eric bischoff we're firing paul Heyman. then they're like oh we're hiring bruce pritchard then they're like oh you know what we're gonna do we're gonna turn the lights out on raw for like an hour for two weeks what's good idea though and then they're like oh you know what we're gonna do no commercials during matches. We're just going to reset matches. We're going to do two out of three falls. That, that's what we'll do. That'll fix it. That'll fix it. Then they're like, no, no, no. What about a wild card? What if, what if we just did that? That would fix it. That would make our show not suck. And this was after a shakeup. Remember that? When after mm-hmm. WrestleMania, they're like, oh, we'll do a, we'll do a shakeup. That's what we're going to do. And then they were like, wait, Fox? You're going to want this person? And they just redid a bunch of the, the people. They just sent them back. Well, then after that, they're like, oh, well, um, we better just do a full-on draft since we screwed up that wild card and that shakeup. They did a draft six months after the shakeup. That's how bad it was. Then, then Ollie, you know what they did? When, when investors called in and they said creative sucks, ratings suck, they hastily plan the next draw they're like oh shit shane what do you got he's like raw underground baby raw underground and you know what else they did to to establish new stars they hastily 
put together, not even knowing who's going to be in it. Retribution. <laughs> they threw some five foot two dude in a mask waddling towards a camera saying, you might want to go home. You might want to go. It's dangerous here. Okay, bud. That's a great start to it. And then, Ollie, you know what else they did to fix it? They said, brand to brand invitational. Let's do that. Boy, that's been a rousing success. There's always a scapegoat. There's always something. I remember for a while it was injuries, injuries, injuries. Mm -hmm. Now it's the pandemic. There is always a scapegoat for it to not be Vince McMahon's fault. There's always a scapegoat for it to not be the 75-year-old guy probably shouldn't be writing creative for 30-year-old women. There's always going to be somebody else to blame. And there will always be another scheme instead of just, let's make this make sense. So Elias and Jackson Riker are breaking up. That was awkward. Elias is like, you ever been in battle? And Riker's like, bitch, I was in Fallujah. I went to Iraq. Although he wasn't as exciting as that because that would have been mm -hmm. way more entertaining. I didn't know if this was a write-off or a babyface turn because if it's a babyface turn... <sighs> Yeah, so the, I guess the theory is on Memorial Day as well, yes. uh, when the episode went out, they potentially are going to repackage Jackson Riker as a PTSD suffering. So no, that, that's no, that's what I thought when they had Elias cutting that promo. I was like, oh my god, are they about to like have him shoot on PTSD? I thought, and <laughs> I've got very close friends that. I've been in the military and I've had some scary 3 a.m. talks with. They they really, really suffer with this. The things that they saw and the things that they experienced and the way that it affects them. I thought they were legit about to have Elias Riker go, you know what? We're about to go on the road and I really don't want to be around somebody with PTSD because he's unpredictable. Because that's what that line made me think. Yeah, yeah. Unpredictable. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then they they just they basically just made him go, yeah, this guy sucks. And I was like, oh, well, he does, but oh, that was that was getting dangerous. Well, I'm sure WWE we can trust in them to handle that story sensitively if they go down that path. Yes, uh, I'm sure that they won't completely screw that up. And but in all of this, AJ Styles and Amos won. Uh, AJ worked pretty much the entire match. Amos got a tall tag, which is what I'm calling a hot tag to Amos. It's not like he, he doesn't really run around, but he is very impressive at just throwing people a boot. And Elias left Riker in the ring, um, which is weird because there hasn't been any hints towards a split up. Uh, this sort of like staring into the distance hasn't been a part of Riker's character up until now. So, yeah. I think had that stuff not emerged, and I don't even mean like the Trump support stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean the other stuff. <clears throat> had that not emerged, they maybe could have went somewhere with them collectively. The Forgotten Sons collectively. Like maybe seeing that, okay, Maybe maybe we have an ill view of things, and they could have been babyface. Jackson Riker, I in no at no point of his career that I have watched, 
have I looked at him and said, baby face. And I watched a lot of TNA back in the day too. Mm. Uh, after that, we got Mansoor. Well, we got Alexa's Playground after that, but we've covered that. Mansoor got a pep talk from the Viking Raiders telling him that to get over, you need to need to have a catchphrase. This sucked. To the tour. This sucked. Ali ruled. He was great. Yeah. Ali then came in and was like, don't trust anybody. And I thought Mansoor was really good as well. Yes. Mansoor was like, well, then I shouldn't trust you. A smart baby face thing to say, because usually it's like, okay, I'll be part of your faction then. And Ali says, now you're getting it. So yeah, there was something do you have any? Do you have any references? Any <laughs> Mace, T-Bar, Slapjack. Yeah, give them a call. But I love that Mustafa Ali was like, exactly. You shouldn't trust mm. me. Ooh, that was a good line. And I bet you he thought of it himself because that's the only confidence that I have because he did his own promos years ago. He would send them like to the production team directly because that's what Vince wanted. I wish Vince would want that a lot more because this seems like the kind of thing that Mustafa Ali would be like, hey, can we do this? And they were just like, yeah, y'all won't be on TV for the next two weeks anyway, so let's let's do it. It won't take much time. And it ruled. It made me want to see what happens next as mm. much as anything. But if I were Mustafa Ali, I'd be saying to Mansoor on TV, hey, did anybody mention that you were on a 49-match winning streak? Because that should show you that they don't care about you. Did Humberto care about that winning streak? Because that should show you that he doesn't care about you. Really gas the guy up yeah, and be like, I just got here and they're already treating me bad. Like, really play on those emotions. And the main event with Bobby and MVP partying backstage with the women. Did you see MVP's tweet to a fan? No, I didn't. So uh, a fan alleged that the women were sort of paid for of the night. And MVP sort of quote retweeted this. It's been deleted now. uh, Saying, no, how dare you? That's disrespectful. Anyway, we left your mum and sister on the corner. So implying that, that these couldn't be prostitutes because the only prostitutes were this this Twitter person's family, um, which was very funny, I thought. Yeah. Why are um, they there? Why are they there? To enhance Bobby Lashley's character and make him look like a ladies' man, I guess. That's really mm-hmm. odd. To make MVP look like he can pull some strings, so to speak. Do you think the Hurt Business would have been a better way to make Bobby look cooler? Being yeah. surrounded by the Raw Tag Team Champions, Sheldon Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. Yes, I, I do. I yeah. think that would have been a lot better. And they could have added to that group and got more people over and then maybe would have cared about something that happened in the show. But instead, nah. Well, the main event, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre, which was going to have a clean finish. Well, it did. Um, but that's not really... Raw saying that isn't a guarantee yeah. that it will happen. Bobby was banned from interfering. Uh, he could have been suspended for 90 days and fined monies. And this was a really good match. They went 15, 20 minutes, I think. Drew is just, like, unfortunately, WWE have not have made me not want to see Drew at the moment, which is crazy because I love Drew so much. But I really do appreciate him trying to make Raw better. Like, I think every time he goes out, he's like, whatever crappy story or repetitive booking I'm getting, when the bell rings, I can be in control of the quality. And it is of a very high standard. 
the fact that one of the main selling points of Raw was no, no, we swear this one won't have a screwy finish. And that that says a lot. I thought this was a pay-per-view quality match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Loved the finish. I loved the finish. I loved the the tease. I can kind of see it coming when they went into the trouble in paradise. But they got, I mean, that move got so over, so over um, when Kofi was a top guy that I, they sold me a ticket there. I was like, oh, they're going with Kofi. I feel like Drew might actually win the title back for his run with fans because it's like, why, why else would you go back there? Other, if you're just going to have somebody lose to Lashley, why not it be Kofi Kingston? But then I think about it. I'm like, wait, I'm watching WWE Monday Night Raw. That's why they do everything so many times that you don't want to see it again. This is going to be like the fifth, sixth Lashley Drew match in a year. I I wish it would have been Kofi. People can see him as a top guy. And I know there's a whole lot of fuddy duddies out there that are like, "Mm, you didn't convince me. Well, that's cool. You're a dork then. Because that run (laughs) was good. He was good. That win was magic. I feel like it would have been a really great shout to do that. And then Drew could do literally anything else besides hang out with Lily. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kofi cut a really good promo as well. Ahead and of then match backstage. Yeah, but he also bit Drew McIntyre's neck and took <laughs> us back to pre-pandemic. So, I mean, this was amazing. So I, of course, yeah, Drew won. He's going to face Lashley for the title at Helena Cell. But surely you give... McIntyre the whim back at in front of fans, which is yeah. which is money in the bank. Because Hel- is Helena Cell in the Thunderdome? Yes. When are they going back on touring though? July. It's before them, right? It's gonna be a long seven, eight weeks, oh, buddy. Geez. Oh boy. So, I mean, do you have Brock Lesnar come back? <laughs> Cost through that match. And then you can have, then you can start building to Lesnar Lashley at SummerSlam. Well, and if you do that, you probably got to have Lesnar beat Drew in route mm. to that. And uh, have that match at Money in the Bank. And, and Brock can win Money in the Bank as well. Saying, you know who has a match left on their deal this year, right? Goldberg. Oh, but there's a Saudi show surely going to happen. Oh, yeah. He'll be on that. That's a good point. He'll be on that. So, yeah, um, I think a lot of people are down on Drew getting this match, which is I kind of agree with, unfortunately. Um, WWE have taken a really good baby face and pushed him too much and at the same time beaten him a lot. So it's like they've they've managed the worst of both worlds. It's stunning. It is... um... It's it's not that stunning. It's WWE. Stunning it's the best way, I guess. Uh, so overall, I gave this episode two out of five. Uh, how about you? What would you rate it? One and a half out of five because the main event mm-hmm. was good. We saw a tag title match that kind of mattered. There were a couple good things on there. A lot of people got their necks bit off. Um, so that <laughs> raised it up a couple points. It reminded me of what it was like when fans were there when they did that.
Well, we've got a bunch of hyper chats. I'll I'll speed through them because we're already at our hour mark. And me and Sean are still sleepy boys. Yeah. Sleepy boys. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support, though. That's where you can get them in. Anthony Velasquez. Raw, as usual, is very bad. Women's division continues to be one of the worst parts of the show because of bad creative. And Sheamus looked like an absolute idiot last night. Lost twice in a row to distraction roll-ups. Nicholas Lama. I'd rather watch another stadium stampede than Raw and another Drew title shot. I don't think there's anything controversial about that. Matt Shaw, we were so close to a new main event feud. Kofi versus Bobby would have been great, and they're giving us the same again. So disappointed. Need something fresh badly. Could the hair people take hair from my head to give me a head hairier? Oh, you want a hairier ass? Oh, you know, I wonder if they do that. I just, they probably can do it scientifically, medically. Yeah. I just doubt that the demand's there to make it an industry. Huh. You can get eyebrows and beards done. So eyebrows, beards, and hairs were the only ones offered. Uh, Jay Gupti, if AEW Double or Nothing was the crazy carnival party last night, Raw was the worst hangover of that party. No saying that the show was bad, as really like the RK Bro stuff, but damn Reginald and Alexa made my head ache. Hope you lads see JD Drake versus Jungle Boy on Elevation. I haven't seen it yet, but goddamn I love the wingmen. I can't wait to see that. JD Drake has been wonderful yeah. on there. On there, like he's he's such a contrast to the other guys that it worked really, really well. I've, I've been enjoying them, and that's what Vince McMahon said about Raw to me personally. He what? Yeah, and yeah, that's what he said to me, and I I was like, wow. Oh, we're oh back. Oh my god, that's 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 a crazy story. Yeah, I couldn't um, believe I, it. And, and then he said, he said. You're you're gonna be on that show with Ollie, right? He's got those new ass cheeks. He was very impressed. Well, he's he's got a strong hairline. I wonder where he got that hairline from. <laughs> he really does. Also, so back to Alpha Wolf. Uh, also, please let the puppet die and gender to cost Drew at Hell in a Cell. That could be a way they do it. Give Drew a gender program going into SummerSlam. Matthew McFadden, a plus side to getting a new job means I can't stay up until 4am to watch Raw. Also, Bliss's current character is what Bray would have been if WWE had full creative control. Speaking of Wyatt, a one-of-a-kind talent not getting used at all. This company. Hmm. Where is Bray? Um, I wish I knew. Uh, also, I should probably... Yeah, sorry. Our producer's internet or, or computer just blue screen there. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened when we were just gone. Just went right back into the... <laughs> Adnarag Srivastava. So sorry, I butchered that. Weird Reginald didn't even main event Raw like last week, LOL. Given up in him already. HCB, hi guys, Raw rubbish? I'm shocked. Seriously. Why do WWE forget basic storytelling with their women? I never know face heel dynamics. Who is meant to be better than others? No endpoints. What the hell people want? Every woman feels the same at the moment. I will give WWE this in that I feel like they do equally book their divisions badly. Yes. It's regardless of gender. So somebody last night asked me if AEW had a better women's roster. And I said, no, I don't think so. But they book that roster mm. way better. And that's the big difference. You got to, <laughs> yeah. you can't just rely on talent. If the creative you're going to apply is terrible, you have to make it more interesting. And right now, Britt Baker is more interesting to me than anything that WWE is doing with their women. 
uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Always nice to have you on Wrestle Talk, Sean. Now, ah, Monday Night Poor. Poor is raw. There may be no Luke today, but this company. After what AEW put on, we get this from WWE. Stick a fork in me. I'm done with raw. Bacon done. Have a nice day. Bacon Rasher, you'll be back next week. We all will. Yeah. One of our reviewers, Alex Pawlowski, he does what he calls sour graps because he mm-hmm. he got so overly negative about WWE, even more. that I was like, listen, we'll give you a show behind the paywall and people <laughs> love it. But yeah. he has what they call the Monday Night Monkeys, Paul, where you wish for something and you're like, oh, it happens. But it's a distraction roll up. <laughs> oh, I, w- I want Cedric to get some wins. Oh, it's the it's this way. It, it, it always happens. It, it always comes with a caveat. Sam Mort, I'm so sorry you've had to put yourselves through watching this. I was literally just fantasy booking Asuka versus Shayna's uh, rebuilding and woke up to see she lost to Reginald and is fighting a puppet. Is Raw Women's Division worse than AEW's when it started? Well, as Sean said, it's it's not the it's how it's presented. Uh, AEW's was never presented badly. It just wasn't presented much at all. Bryson Yee. First of all, Fightful Select represent. Of course, everyone go over to Patreon and get out a Fightful Select subscription. I salute everyone that actually watched Raw after watching Double or Nothing the night before. Real dedication. Opinions on the new announcer. I, I like Jimmy Smith a lot. If this is how he is the first week, I hope it stays mm. up. The intangible one, Ryan, be bad. Can we have a Shayna feud with Orton so we can send her to AEW so she can actually have a good run as a pro wrestler? Also, can't wait till one of the Muppets like Miss Piggy comes to fight Lily. Uh, Have you seen this theory that whoever Randy Orton legend kills ends up in AEW? If that's the case, Triple H is calling up Shawn Michaels and he's like, "Uh, (laughs) hey, uh, hey, pal, what's up? Let's get that new multi-year deal signed. Mark Henry, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. Mark Henry's not going to be elbowing us out of the way at the media scrums anymore like he did. Mm. I think it was Chicago. And then he was still there doing media stuff at, <laughs> at the AEW media scrum. Uh, he was wonderful. He looks incredible in person. Jesus, he he's lost so much weight. He looks like he's about ready to break somebody in half and rip their spine out of their ass. Jericho said he reckons he's going to wrestle. I hope. AEW. I hope he mm. does at least one match. At least one match would be nice. Bum gets Leo want- Rush. Oh gosh, I was I was happy to see that too because I hear he's grown a lot in that period. But um, when I asked, I think I asked. Okay, I asked somebody who is his friend. Is Leo coming at AEW? And this was when he got fired, and they're like, "No way, not a chance." So glad to see that. Even if somebody has heat with the wrestlers, Tony's going to be like, "What I what I say goes." I like that. Mm. I am bummed that Mark Henry will not get to wrestle Walter because I thought that was a perfect retirement match. Send Mark Henry over for a UK taping, have him squash three guys, and then lose to Walter, and Walter just beats the crap out of him. Yeah. Uh, Norm Summers, sending a dong chat to the boys. It's getting over. But trying to make sense of this nonsense, Roar is making me dumber. I used to talk words good, now not no more. RP Degnan wasn't going to chat today, but I felt someone needed to apologize to the podcast <laughs> listeners for the staring contest. While I'm here, I will say, while I'm here, I wish I never saw Nikki or Shayna in NXT would make Raw far less upsetting. <sighs> James Hanley. Is the Shayna versus puppet stuff WWE's Rick Steiner versus Chucky? 
Also, it's worth noting that Simon Miller has now counted 68 distraction finishes in WWE since the beginning of the year. We had Gisberto Guzzo, one of our writers, do some stats. It was like 48% was like DQ, no contest, distraction, something like that. Uh, And that's just the finish. That doesn't even include matches that had interference and it didn't end the match. Primetime Flea Gunner. I decided to drunk watch Raw because of the new hire and phew, glad I had some Dominican rum because Shayna jobbed, Kofi just gets wasted to further a storyline that's been going since last year and a Miz TV opening with Charlotte. Or was below poor. Eternal Blue. One tag team made this a two out of five. Davis, Raw is stealing your own self-respect. One out of five at best. Please, all you beautiful people and also SRS, watch better wrestling. I can't believe a million people a week watch this shambolic television program. I I think it's funny that you implied that I don't watch other wrestling. I watch Dark, (laughs) Elevation, AEW, NXT, UK. I watch main event. I knew what was going on a main event and people were like, what do you mean gender came back? Yeah, he came back. I watch literally all cable televised wrestling. I even watch NWA for the love of God. It ain't, it, yeah. I watch everything. What you, what's the best, the most consistently best one in your opinion? If, if someone Dynamite. was only going to watch one. Yeah. Dynamite, without a doubt. AEW Dynamite yeah. is the most cohesive show out there right now. And I don't think it's even close. NXT UK hasn't been bad though. Necrotic Cortex. This was officially the roar that broke me. How can they see someone as talented as Shayna and decide to have her lose to Reginald and feud with a doll? RK Bro is the only thing that keeps me watching this company. Andrew, the last airbender. I can't believe that last week I was so excited about the potential return of Kofi Mania. I blame myself. At least the Power Rangers gear was pretty cool. Thanks for powering through the hot garbage for our entertainment. Appreciate you guys. So I love, Kofi was wearing Green Ranger gear, which looked awesome. I love that. I mean, of course, the Green Ranger always had the, the cool vest. So, I mean, I like mm. the nod. I, I thought that was really cool. Heel turn, you reckon? Oh, God. I don't think so. Well, Tommy did. <sighs> it's true. That's true. He's, he's going to wear his white Power Ranger gear next. And he already yeah. has some of it. He's got plenty of it that looks like it. Wait, Survivor wait. What, what? 19. No, Tommy turned babyface, didn't he? He was a yes. heel originally and turned babyface. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Started playing ever, a flute. Have you ever thought of doing uh, old TV shows or wrestling and just, just old TV shows or movie franchises and booking it out like a, a wrestling program? Because Fast and Furious would be fascinating. Oh my God. See all the heel turns and debuts and returns. I gave up on that show, on that movie series. I gave up on it when they're driving from. I, you got to, Ollie, don't look at me like that. They went from stealing DVD players in a bunch of Hondas to driving from one skyscraper and launching themselves into yeah. another and landing on the skyscraper. I watched Roman Reigns and The Rock throw a tow hitch to a helicopter while rounding a turn. I, I, it ain't me. It ain't for me. It, but it, it evolved but the Irish steadily. Whip. But the Irish whip doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Survivor 1993. Triple H and Braun Strowman survived, attempted vehicular homicides. AJ Styles returned after being buried alive at WrestleMania 36. And now The Miz returned after being eaten by zombies. It would appear that WWE heels can't die. Do you, do you think lives and deaths no longer matter? Like wins and losses? No, nothing matters there. Mm. Nothing matters except for the moment. 
They work towards the moment. And, for example, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair had a miserable build. Miserable build. But that moment was good in spite of that. So um, that's all that matters is the moment. And then after that, they forget how to book people. Well, they don't forget how to book people. They just continue doing what they were doing. LJ Mickey. First of all, I feel bad for Sean to review Raw twice. Is WWE just waiting for fans to come back to do better storylines? Sean's already answered that. Uh, I think they are saving some stuff for fans to come back. Thanks for the content. Sorry for my bad English and jam that jam. The English was perfect, LJ Mickey. Here's, uh, yeah. here's a crazy idea, Ollie. They <laughs> should just book good stuff all the time. That way fans will want to come back. You'll exhaust them. They'll, yeah. All the pops would have gone. Alfonso Jones prediction: After three weeks of being back on the road, Vince will realize he's not getting he's not getting the audience reaction he wants, and will promptly return to the Thunderdome, where he can control the audience reactions to the bad raw stuff. I think the novelty of being back live is going to wear off very quickly for weekly WWE TV, and I think we're going to miss the Thunderdome because oh, I think the Thunderdome is better than a dead crowd. I don't. I'd, I'd rather, because for the last year and a half, what hasn't been a part of our reviews is how the crowd reacted to something. Like, that used to be a fair gauge. Tamina got a push because she got a bit <laughs> of a pop at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, and that's what led to this. But this this past year and a half was like Vince's, Vince's dream, and he still couldn't book a baby face to get over when when he controlled the reactions. He couldn't book a baby face to be over. The Zornis, WWE telling Mansoor to bulk up. Somewhere in Jacksonville, Darby Allen is having a laugh. Yeah, so this is a, I don't know who reported it. Was it you? No, I haven't no. heard that. Yeah, so I, I didn't really read the, the article, but the idea is, yeah, Mansoor has been told to put on some size. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know what? Some really good athletes are 170 pounds, and maybe WWE should just lean into that. It's working all right for AEW. Like, I mean, you see people get in better shape, but there are just some really good athletes that are 170 mm -hmm. pounds and can beat up bigger guys. That's just the way it is. Charles Berg has very kindly been uh, sending us pictures of dogs that he looks after because it's like Monday Night Paw, P-A-W, to help us through this terrible run of Raw. Now, you are a cat person, as am I. You've got a lot of cats in the house. Is it going to be okay to put this picture of a dog up? Yeah, I've got two rescue dogs as well. Oh, there you go. A man of many animals. Yeah. Here it is. Oh, that's a that's a good boy right there. Look at that smile. I love his little paws being white. It's like he's wearing shoes. It's very so cute. So this is poor review number six. This is Layla, a timid Vi Vimarana pitbull mix who needs some time before she warms up to you. But whenever she sees me, she's the happiest clam in the ocean. Nicknames Potato Chip. Hoorayla. Uh, Sean may be the dong lord, but I'm the dog lord. Oh, yes, I you like are, it, Charles Berg. I like it. What a what a legend. Uh, RG says, "Hey, Sean, I can't believe I saw you at Double or Nothing this weekend. Tripped over my own mum trying to say hello briefly." Yeah, I did too. I'm God, do you? <laughs> I'm glad to have watched the show alongside you, even if we weren't able to talk. Thanks for being so kind about the whole thing. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody that came up and said hi. It was humbling that like people were messaging me like, can we get a picture with you and Denise? And I was like, well, Denise can go to hell, but yes. Because <laughs> I, I mean, Denise got a, hey, she's got a big ass head. It's got to be me or Denise. It can't be both of us. Not in the same frame. No, Did, no way. I mean, maybe if they they got to stand back like six rows and have the picture taken, like <laughs> super wide shot. They had to do like one of those panorama gimmicks, you know, where you're like this yeah, with yeah. your phone. Take a few. Yeah, you got to take the whole view and all that. Were you more over? Like Would, pre, pre-pandemic shows oh. that you went to? Was anyone coming up to you? Yeah, yeah. Like in Vegas a couple years ago, quite a few people came up to me in Chicago. Um, I I wasn't out much for Revolution mm-hmm. last year, so it didn't really happen then. I kind of stayed in. But this year, yeah, it was it was my my profile has increased significantly since before the pandemic. And it is legitimately really humbling. I'm like, why would you want to take a picture with me? That's I mean, it's it's cool, but I'm not I'm not used to it. I'll I don't think I'll ever be used to it. Well, it's well-deserved. And Nate S, looking forward to see if Sean Ross Sapp can rage rant about Raw as good as Luke. I think he gave... <laughs> maybe, oh, God, put you both on the same show. Oh, boy. Just be a never-ending rant. Oh, uh, a little disappointed I didn't get a chance to meet you at Double or Nothing, but the show was an amazing experience. What was your favorite place you checked out while in town? Uh, in Jacksonville? Um, yeah, for Double or Nothing, yeah. I, I went to the beach legitimately just to facetime my wife and be like hey look i'm at the beach that was cool but i didn't get to travel much like i I spent so much time like i was talking to wrestlers most of the time i didn't get to like go visit a lot of places i'll tell you something funny that happened though we were walking into a bar myself and some other media members and it's next to a minor league baseball stadium we park we turn around and john alba is walking around with a baseball we're like what why why do you have that he was like, it just bounced to me from across the road. It hit a car and landed here. <laughs> so he's walking into a bar with a baseball. That was pretty cool. But uh, we walked up on uh, a tailgate party, and these people fed us, which was incredible. Oh, cool. That was nice. Uh, Darren Lloyd, staring contest, much more interesting than the two-minute beat the clock. Dean Breton, a seven-star staring match. Love the bumps and the false finish. God, it would have been dramatic. ten stars in the Tokyo Dome. Have you ever seen uh, a British sketch show called Big Train? Never. Oh, I might send you the staring okay. contest skits. It's it's like an animate, and they're, they're commentating on it like it's a football match. Yeah. And they go, oh, there it goes. And they go, <laughs> I uh, love Brian it. Brian F., I hope Sean doesn't yell at me again. Jokes aside, I love both of your guys' work. Sadie6969, you, the boys are looking beautiful this great Tuesday evening. Just got home from work, and I'm so happy to see my positive King Senpai Dong Lord live on my screen. Love you both. Didn't watch Raw. Assume it was S-word. No, Shayna yeah. deserves better. Uh, J-, J. Gabriel, Dong Lord, and Oliver, this is my ultra chat putting me over because it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Justin Gabriel. No. J. Gabriel. Justin uh, maybe Gabriel. It's Justin Ga- maybe it's Justin Gabriel. PJ Black. Uh, James Hanley. I feel bad for you guys. Here's a meme of a raptor holding a rocket launcher while riding a shark. Ooh. Cool. I'm, By the I'm way, not... in- instead of the joke punishments, the Wrestle Talk loser should have to cover Raw. Oh, God. We went from <sighs> needing three people like on staff to cover what happened on Raw a few years ago 
to one person. And that one person like looks for things to write, like mm-hmm. specifically like tries to find things to write. Uh, Sam Mort, let's quickly talk about good wrestling because Raw has been awful. Do you think at AEW All Out we're going to get Paige Omega, Cody Miro, Darby and Sting, uh, Darby and Sting versus the Bucks, and Rosa versus Baker? And will you be against any of those? Jam that fightful. Yes, I think we're gonna we could get all of them, and I think the crowd is gonna react much differently to Miro and Cody than what Cody wants because Miro is super over. Especially when he threw that goddamn snake. (laughs) I have never laughed so hard at anything in wrestling in person in my life. (laughs) And afterwards, Denise joked to Tony. She's like, do you think PETA's going to be calling? And Tony was not in on the rib at all. He was like, no, of course not. We would never do that. We would never do anything like that. It's a joke, man. Well, they've had the the bad incidents in the past. There was the Cody's dog getting scared. There was Hangman's horse. Yeah. So he's probably like a bit jumpy when it comes yeah. to animal stuff. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. So AEW Dark Elevation was good again and with a crowd. Were you, were you at that show? No, I was not. I landed as it was going on the air, unfortunately. Mm. The Page Cage situation with Cage and Page is a slow burner, but I still want it in a cage on Rampage. Uh, FDF, and where are our out F everyone tees, please? Thanks for watching so we don't have to, lads. We're working. I don't know. That, that's an Ollie Davis question right there. It's wild. I haven't even ran that gimmick in like three months, and every time I'm on a show, people keep asking. <laughs> People can ask, and there's usually a short window for stuff like that. But yeah. you know what? You can buy seven FTF shirts and like put a piece of tape over it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I'm out here out effing everyone, though. <laughs> Stu, if there was a mixed tag match, Ireland versus Scotland versus England, Becky and Sheamus versus Drew and Nikki versus Osprey and B Priestley, who would win? Jesus, I don't know. That was that was a lot right there. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think I would say Osprey and Priestley, but yeah. it, it's weird because, you know, it's a predetermined thing. Is, is this a shoot intergender tag match? <laughs> uh, I would choose Osprey and B, personally. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd probably say them. Eduardo Surens. Hey, Sean, just wanted to know how the atmosphere was for Mox and Eddie's Wild Thing entrance, because on TV it looks so awesome. Also, sorry that you went from double or nothing to raw. Oh, so yeah, that was a sucky transition. But uh, Eddie Kingston was so massively over. Like, it felt like the crowd was like, well, we've got other times we can cheer for Moxley and we have before. This was like an Eddie appreciation night because Mm. a crowd that size has not been able to appreciate him. And it goes to show you, doesn't matter if somebody's like looks like Eddie Kingston, doesn't have national exposure, is his age. If they're good, they're good. And he's really good and he's over. It was electric in there. Um, that was very cool. Britt Baker was probably the the one that I was just like, whoa. That was that was unreal wow. because the crowd loved both of them, but they they were all like, it's her time. It was very cool. Uh, Tyler Woodward, not going to talk about, uh, not going to talk about for your insanity, but I do want to know about Double or Nothing. Sean Rossap, how was the crowd after Cody won? Me being a Brit, I was pissed. Not only because a go-go lost, but because, in caps, I'm sick of Cody winning. Cody has plot armor, more has 
uh, things a lot of autocorrects. Cody has more armor than Batman does. Um, I would say the most tepid reaction of the night was for, for that mm. match in live. They, they reacted more to watching Stadium Stampede on the screen, which got great reactions, than that. And when when you pull out Sean Dean and you're playing the, oh, these veterans are, are here to support Cody and su- clap for them right before Cody comes out. It's like, oh, man, you really should have leaned into it. You said Cody go heel. Mm-hmm. He should have attacked a go-go's eye, like all kinds of stuff, but it just didn't happen. That's what I was saying. I was saying that this is a Cody heel turn. He came dressed out as Homelander. Luke is like very much no. He thinks he's a baby face. But I'm like, someone said about the focus group uh, explanation. And they said like, that is the most heelish answer to criticism of a promo ever. And I was like, it is. Maybe Cody is master working all of us. Yeah, I thought so. And I hope so. Because Cody is a very, very smart guy. But then when that happened i was i was like this is the perfect time like mm. everybody realizes cody's the heel but cody and i hope it continues i hope but i hope it it results in this because also cody swears he's not going to retcon that that stipulation but it would also be a very heel thing to be like piss off i can i can make this decision yeah. on my own it's self imposed i'm a vice president yeah. Otherwise, exactly what what is there to cheer for about him? He's he's he is his father's son, but he's not his father. He is not a common man. He grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. He is a rich executive right now who wins a bunch of wrestling matches and can't go for a world title. What are you hoping mm-hmm. for out of him? There's I don't get it. Uh Brett J. Rasmussen. That Raw was abysmal. What the hell are they doing with Shayna Baszler? New Day looked amazing in their Power Rangers gear, and RK Bro is the only good thing on. Double or Nothing was awesome, and always happy to see Sean Ross Sapp, and sorry you have to review Raw again. Nah. Uh, Josh Razuskas. What's up, Ollie and Sean? Great to see you guys together outside of Quizzlemania. I hope you find time to guest on WrestleTalk more. I was finally able to pledge to Fightful Select as well today. Thanks for all you guys do. I appreciate it. Uh, it's the first day of the month, so... Per usual for Patreon, there's a bunch. <laughs> you know what it is, Ollie. You get like 400 it's people. Like cancellations. Just, all those cancellations and credit card expirations. Go subscribe. I got some contract news coming this week. Got some skizoops. I'm dropping exclusive news every day. Fightfulselect.com, which is now verified on Twitter. They rejected Fightful's verification and accepted Fightful Selects, which has, uh, I don't know, 30,000 less followers. Oh, weird. Uh, Nut Behrend. I want FTF, Vli that F, to challenge for the Quizzlemania tag straps. Okay, so you and Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Why does everybody want to be my tag team partner? Sully and Luke and, you know, my original tag team. Sully's the one. He's he's a good one. He's he's so entertaining. That was the most fun I've ever had on a Quizzlemania. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, that one was a blast. He's so funny. Yeah. Thanks for being, I, I've not met him in real life. I can't wait for us all to go for a drink together. Uh, thanks, Holly, for being there for the last few weeks. Helped me a lot with mental stuff. 
Uh, glad to hear you're doing better. John McNeil, you know this roar is terrible when it breaks Simon Miller on ups and downs. Look at what you've done, WWE. Even the most positive of men is unable to escape the beatdown from your terrible booking. Love you guys. Also, F this company. And finally, Mitchell Chase. Love this podcast with Sean and Ollie. Please do more. Uh, Sean is not a busy man at all, so I'm sure that's <laughs> that's really, really easy to accommodate. Oh, man. I mean, I... When I when I saw this, I was like, you know what? I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll step up to bat. Luke slacking. What was it? Roman Roman Reigns cut that promo. You're a part time and bitch. That <laughs> Luke wants to be a part time and bitch. I'm not saying that. Roman Reigns said that. I would never say that. I respect Luke, but Roman Reigns said it. So here I am stepping up. I email. I think I emailed you on Friday evening. Yeah, I was like, I mean, hey, do you want to do the show on Tuesday? And you were not, I didn't know you were going to go to Double or Nothing. And you were like working solidly all that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not only that, my word count on WrestleTalk Magazine got up <laughs> last week by by like twice as much. So I was doing that. I was oh, I was doing all that deal. I did have the week off Quizlemania last week. I was actually, as much as I like being on there, I was like, phew. But, <laughs> but you know. Uh, and my friend's Church of Joshi won. It's been a good week. Yeah. Everyone go over to Fightful Select, Fightful, at Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter. Thanks, Sean, for all of the... He he is out-effing everyone. And, and we got the show done. the S-word on this stream. Got that show done in a crisp hour, Ollie. <laughs> Before this one on the air. Maybe an hour. Yeah, maybe an yeah. hour we can do this. I figured that was going to be impossible when we started talking about uh, eye eye surgery. But hey, we had fun. We had a good time. I hope everyone else did too. Subscribe to the Restore Podcast channel. Go over and check out all the Fightful stuff that they just plugged as well. Uh, There should be a link in the description below. I might have to update the description below to include that. Luke usually does these things. I don't see it. Go over to WrestleTalk as well and check out the WrestleTalk news today. But for now, jam that jam. Wait, no! I'll f*** everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.